Yo. Hey, what's going on, man? Ready to start? What's going on, Anime Nerd? How's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Ready to start this 100 yeah. episode podcast. Yeah, man. So it's your, yeah, your 100 episode. Congratulations, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thought it would never happen, but it finally did. <laughs> but let me go ahead and introduce ourselves first. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you guys can tell, I'm extremely happy because today is my 100th podcast. Never thought I would have made it. And today, I yeah. got a very special guest. Uh, you guys heard it before on a couple of my podcasts, but, you know, I figured I'm going to bring him back because I enjoy having conversation with this guy. Go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. This is Batman Live 2002 over from the What's Awesome Anime Reviews podcast, where I review anime and uh, create lists and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm just excited to be on your 100th episode, man. It, it must. How long have you been doing this? I'm How long you been podcasting? So, I know I started near like literally the last day of 2017. I was like, huh, you know, let me give this a try. I don't really know what it's about. I didn't really think it was going to be what it became today. Uh, I really enjoyed doing it. It was fun for the first time that I did it. I was like, okay, it was weird, something to get used to. But the more and more yeah. I did it, the more and more I realized I actually enjoyed doing this. And this is like an outlet for me to express my opinion. And then I meet new friends like you, for example. I met you through this, you know, podcast. And I'm really appreciative of everybody who I met and everything like that. So, Yeah, and you know what, man? Honestly, this is the, this is the truth. The first podcast I heard on this platform was yours. And yeah, because I typed in anime, and the first thing's like, oh, anime nerd, you know. And a couple of things came on uh, a couple of your podcasts. I came on, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this is pretty cool. And then because I had downloaded, you know, the Anchor app, which we use to create podcasts with the intention of uh, doing podcasts in the first place or doing podcasts of my own, but yeah. it's just, uh, you know, it just in the beginning, it was inspiring to see that there were other people. Uh, and yeah, man, I, I was listening to your, your earlier podcast. I, I listed like 10 episodes of like, all right, time to do this. So I, I don't know if I ever told you that, but yeah. Nah, this is the first time. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm on it. It's, <laughs> I, I'm yeah, yeah, it's most actually. definitely. So I was like, all right, time to, because I was proca- uh, procrastinating and stuff. I was like, okay, this guy is killing it. Let me go and do my thing. So and yeah, and you, and you're already doing your thing. I'm still trying to get yeah, better sure. as the time go on. This is my actually first time ever doing something like that. And be, that being the 100th episode is very special to me because I honestly didn't think I was going to keep on doing it. I thought I was like, eh, we'll see how it goes. And now it became like an everyday hobby. I'm like, oh, snap, I got to drop an episode. It's been like three, four days. I need to go ahead and let them know that I'm still here. I'm still doing it, you know. And I progress. Yeah. I'm trying to find my niche or what I like to do. I don't mind doing reviews anymore, but I realize I prefer doing topics. Anime topics yeah. is a lot. It's a lot. It's fun for me to talk about something, in my opinion, and having other people feedback, you know, and then listening to your podcast, enjoying your podcast, and, you know, all our other friends' podcasts that we listen to. It's really fun, yeah. you know, talking to different people and having a discussion. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's what it's about, you know, it's not really about like, all right, let's see what's popular, let's see, you know, let's what's getting all the, you know, drawing in all the uh, the listeners, it's just doing what you want to do, and then you'll attract people as you go along, Yeah, uh, as you do it, you know, like, for me, like, I do anime 
reviews and like there's a thousand people who do that and but over time you gain listeners who enjoy your you know reviewing style and you know and you, you draw you really sell yourself more than you sell you know like the review or a certain style or whatever is people uh keep listening for you because they like you they like your personality and all that so that's yeah. what it is man yeah most definitely so we're going to go ahead and move on to today's topic. I'm pretty sure they want to know what we're going to be talking about. So Of course. I know I gave you two topics that I want to talk about. The third one, I'm going to wait till the end, see how this one goes, see if we have okay. time and everything. But, you know, the first topic, you know, I was thinking, you know, me being an African-American and loving anime and everything, I realized, you know, anime have all types of race in there. And then, you know, there's some animes that have, you know, black characters in it. And I realize yeah. nobody really talks about the black characters as much. And, you know, I'm not trying to make this into, like, anything political or anything like that. But I figure I will touch this topic because, you know, as an African-American, I do enjoy anime. And I do like to see us being represented correctly. Because there's some animes that do try to make fun of black people. But some of them are kind of like the older Older ones, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna point at Dragon Ball Z. I love Dragon Ball Z, but Mr. yeah, yeah, I got you. was your stereotypical <laughs> person, yeah, yeah. You see, he was like black and then with the very pink lips, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it was like, you know, I didn't realize that as a kid, but as I grow older, I'm like, wow, that was you know, offensive. But then again, I think they try to cover up Piccolo being black, and you know he kind of get the slide from me anyway because he's black anyway. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> what yeah, well, you? you know Piccolo's a black man. Yeah. But... yeah. <laughs> what do you think about black characters representation in anime? Tell me how you feel. I mean, I'm coming from the same place, man. You know, I'm I'm black too. I like to see uh, representation from time to time, and, and like you know, same approach. I'm not trying to do some political things like we need more black people, you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely not trying to but, do that. I'm just uh, gonna... Go ahead. Uh, but, but one of the things I have noticed with a lot of black characters uh, in terms of observation, and many times, um, the first thing I know is character design. And when it comes to like darker skin females, uh, they always do the the dark skin offset by like white or gray hair, which I just I just found that to be interesting. Yeah. Um, and then oftentimes the darker skin character, uh, more often than not, will be like the the villain or something like that. Uh, at least from the anime that I've seen, um, like Kogias or her, uh, what's her name, Valetta New. Uh, she uh, pilots one of the nightmare uh, frames. Still frames or whatever it's called. Basically, yeah. they're mobile. Suit. Like she was always like the the bad the bad person. Um, uh, Michigo from Michigo and Hotchin. She's not a bad. She's a protagonist, but she's still like evil and stuff. Yeah. And there's plenty plenty of examples where uh, you know darker skin characters are like the good guys and stuff, but they're always like portrayed as having like an attitude or or, or being you know like uh, not not being weak and, and tough and stuff. So I, I, I think that's kind of awesome, yeah, quite I mean, frankly. Yeah, I agree. There's always a good thing about how we're, um, well, you know, how we're portrayed in anime. Because there is some anime, they always show us, like, jacked up, super, super. Oh, yeah. I know when I live in Japan, I like to work out and I lift weights. 
and I had a random Japanese dude touch my arms like Sugoi, big, big, and he was just saying <laughs> all types of stuff. And so I guess their portrayal of a black person, uh, far as male, is someone you know big and muscular. Cause you know the Marines are out there. And you got some of the Navy people, even though some of the Navy people are out of shape. These guys, you know, hey. But <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm glad you said that because you got to look at it from the perspective of the creators, and the creators are likely Japanese. Yeah, they, yeah. Live in, you know, the Japanese culture itself, so they will have a certain portrayal of how darker skinned people are. Yeah. And uh, and over in China, when I went to China, I went to Shanghai for two weeks. Um, everybody thought that if you were black, you were either a rapper, a gangster, or a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> And they were really disappointed when I was neither of those things, none of them. So, <laughs> you know, so there's an interpretation of how, you know, people are betrayed uh, in other cultures. Yeah, very true. They they see us as, you know, either we're playing basketball, rapper, oh, yeah, it's gangsters, because what they see in the Western culture and how they represent yeah, us. Yeah, media and stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, but and like, another thing, is uh, what I like about it. You know, there's some characters. I haven't really seen, like, a true, true, I guess, version of a black person taking the main role. I'm not going to complain that. It's it's happening. It's going to be happening soon, eventually. It's going to be like an anime coming where the character is mixed with Japanese and black. It's going to happen, but I'm not going to complain. But, you know, this... Huh? There, there, there's one. It's called Michiko and Hachin, or Michiko E. Hachin, or whatever it's called anyway. Uh, it was yeah, on Adult Swim first. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty decent. Um, it's like I kind of compare it to like a mix between like cowboy bebop type swagger, you know, like laid back type thing. Yeah. And uh, really, that's yeah, that's that's the direct comparison I make. And the main protagonist, her name is Michigo, and uh, she is. Uh, I was going to say Native American, um, um, South American. She's like okay. from, she's like from Guatemala or something like that. So she's a dark skinned girl, uh, and there's like a lot of my uh, my fiance shaking her head. I, I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it wasn't that. Good. But basically, she's from South America, so she's okay. from that part of the world. She has, and she she's black, and there's a lot of black characters in that show. A lot of dark skin. So that's. Uh, one of the few where, you know, it, you have someone with dark skin taking over the role as protagonist. But, okay. but I get what you're saying, though. That's really the only one that comes to my, my mind right now. So I get exactly what you're saying. So Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go check that one out. And it's crazy. So I, I decided to look up, you know, maybe like the top 10 best black anime character. And when I mean black, those are the people who are not like, you know, of color pretty much. That's how they, this list is ranking it. So I'm going to butcher some of the names, but some of the names you might know. So, you know, like Yurichi from Bleach, the one that yeah, came yeah. to the oh, black cat and her. Of course. Yeah. 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 So, she, yeah. so she's, as uh, far as one of the most popular ones, she's ranked number one, which is understandable because. Anybody who's seen Bleach will kind of automatically think of her, of that characteristic. Yeah. Then, of course, you got Killer B from Naruto. Pretty much anybody from... From the cloud. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're all on this list. Like, number four is the um, Fort 
Samurai Kage. Then you got number three, Afro Samurai, which I completely forgot that was oh, an anime. Man. That was actually a pretty good anime. You know what? It, it doesn't get any blacker than Samuel Jackson. So <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely at the top, man. <laughs> and, and, and it's iconic. And it's one of those anime that I know my friends of you know different race and different color. They enjoy that anime just as much, and I can't believe I completely forgot about it until I saw this list. Um, there's number somebody named Canary. Um, don't know the anime. Um, oh, that's Hunter Hunter. Hunter. I uh, you know yeah, I started that's... and I'm still trying to get into um, get as far as that. But Hunter 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 X Hunter is a really great anime. We we'll talk yeah. about that one. <laughs> Um, you know, you got Dorai from, you know, Naruto. Then you got the Michiko. There she goes right there. As number yeah, exactly. Seven. Yeah, there, there's your protagonist right there, yeah. man. If you look at black leading role, there you go right there. Yeah. Then you got Omi against from Naruto. And then you got the, remember the black blind guy from Bleach? Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, to, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. He betrayed. He betrayed everybody, and uh, he yeah. went with Aizen. I ain't gonna lie. He was actually one of my favorite characters. Even though he turned evil, I actually enjoy, you know, for the most part, his character when he came back. It was like, okay. He wasn't really... I, he was bad, but at the same time, like, okay, I guess. You know? He yeah, but you know it was... Me. Yeah, but you, you know, it's... What I really liked about when Aizen came back with his traitor, traitorous captains, it was... um. Uh, what was his name? Tozen or whatever his name was, the, the black dude, and then Ichimaru again, yeah. or Ichimaru Jin or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, they came back and they just came back so sexy. Like you, you know, like when Aizen was a good guy, he had the he kind of looked nerdy, he kind of looked weak and I stuff. Agree. But when like, he came all, back, <laughs> yeah, man, they all came back, back like, looking like like they went yeah. through like puberty all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, like they came back looking ripped, like especially Eisen. And like his, he took the glasses off. He came back with a new flowing white, you know, coat and outfit and stuff. And his hair was, you know, I mean, it, he just, I was like, what, why, why can't you guys be sexy when you're good? Why you guys gotta be sexy when you're evil? <laughs> Very but, true. I don't, I don't understand that part at all. But hey, I see what you're saying, though. Like, I noticed that too. I thought I was the only one that had noticed that. And like, Yo, the, what was going on when they was being good? I guess this time being bad is sexy and being good is nerd. That's what that's what <laughs> that's the, that's the message. message is. Yeah, yeah, evil is sexy and uh, good is not. So yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, that's pretty fun. much. Um, so but another um, a couple of notable characters that I'm surprised that they kind of would classify um as you know a dark skinned black character is you know Yu Gi Oh Maverick. Merrick, Merrick, I think. Oh, oh Merrick, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, he's Egyptian. Kind of, huh? I, he's Egyptian, so. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That makes sense, honestly. Yeah. I keep forgetting Egypt is part of Africa. I have to tell yeah, myself. Exactly. That. So. Like, I guess it's like if you look at Egypt now, uh, you don't really see, you don't really get the impression that it's part of Africa because, like, everybody in Africa is supposed to be black. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh, yeah, so Isizu, which is his bro- uh, sister, and then Merrick. So, yeah, yeah there's they're Egypt. So, but uh, well, who else you got? 
Um, oh, so of course they're gonna miss the popo down there. Uh, <laughs> you got Irish from Pokemon because she was of a uh, darker skin nature. When then, like, I also started noticing more and more with you, what you had said, mentioning whenever it's a dark skin character, they always have like a different hair color. I'm not knocking that, but it is strange that they would want to give us that. But also, I kind of look at it. That's probably how you know the Japanese want it because they also do. You know their characters having red, purple. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so it's not something just for you know black characters. Like, yeah. it, I mean, you make a really great point. Is uh, I mean, they'd be throwing all kinds of crazy hair colors, but I think it's the contrast. Yeah, dark skin with white or or gray, silver hair, whatever. It just it just makes a great contrast. So I, yeah, I think that. Get on anime now. I ain't gonna tell some of these people that be trying to do it on real life. I'm like. Look, let's leave it into the cartoons. Some of y'all can pull it off, some of y'all can't. I understand. Exactly. I'm a fan of different hair colors, but, you know. It's exactly, man. compliment. You know, and the cartoon world is fictional, so, of course, everything's going to compliment everybody, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, most definitely. But, uh, but so, I, yeah. I wanted to ask you, you know, who do you have a favorite, you know, dark skin character? I'm just gonna go ahead and say that dark skin character that you can call yourself, rec- you know, kind of like comparing yourself with, or you really admire growing up. Uh, admire, huh? Hmm, that's uh, uh interesting. Kind of start more coming towards the later half of the you know, as we got older because in the yeah. like I say, in the beginning, it wasn't too much, man. Um. I mean, I really did like uh, Tosin from Bleach, you know, the, the blind captain. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head here, but uh, I really I really like that character because it's just cool, you know. It, it wasn't so much that he was a, the dark-skinned dude, but then I was watching Bleach with my brother, so every time, you know, he came on the screen, my brother would be like, oh, snap, the black man about to go crazy. <laughs> so, so, you know, we were watching it together, and so we were cheering him on. Um, every time he came on, but I just like the fact that he was so powerful. He was able to, um, you know, rise through the ranks to become a captain, you know, being blind, having such a severe handicap, and which, you know, every single time you know it's in kung fu movies or an anime yeah. or anything, anytime anyone is blind and they're they're wielding a sword or a gun, you know you're in trouble because you know they can hear you better or they can sense you better and all that. Cause very very I, true. And yeah, they strengthened their other senses. So that's what I really liked about him. Um, from um, have you ever seen uh, Black Lagoon? Yeah, I was about to say you talking about uh, what's his name? Uh, Dutch. Yeah, Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so one thing I was saying in the beginning, how like uh, a lot of times uh, like uh, darker skinned characters are portrayed as being like a bad guy or something, yeah. or the bad guy they just portrayed as being tough. Or being like just real cool and laid back and stuff. Dutch is that uh, man. That, yeah, that Dutch. He's not. Well, you could say Dutch is kind of like a bad guy because what he does is not legal. He's gun running and stuff. But so yeah. in the light of day, from his perspective, he's the good guy. But you know, he's he's a bad guy. But um, but yeah, he's cool. He's laid back. He's not afraid of anything. So I really like. Uh, Dutch from Black Lagoon. It's funny that you say Dutch because he was one of the characters that popped up in my mind was Dutch and from Black Lagoon. Because I recently started rewatching Black Lagoon. I'm like, man, how did yeah. I forget about Dutch? You know? Oh yeah, yeah, man. Dutch is like he's kind of he's the the captain of uh, I forgot the name of the ship. Maybe the ship was named Black Lagoon. I don't remember. I but 
but I don't know. The yeah. show was good. <laughs> oh yeah, and like, did you ever watch Roberta, uh, Roberta's uh, Blood Trail? Which uh, oh, so. think or maybe just a, a last season. Basically, it was about that nun, that crazy nun they run into, and she gets her own little uh, little thing at the end, and they oh, kind of. Show. Yeah, yeah, you gotta watch it. It's, it's but Black Lagoon is freaking awesome, man. But yeah, Dutch, he was never like in the forefront of anything. He was kind of always just in the background, you know, trying to rein Revy in, crazy psychotic chick, two hands, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, I just like this character, you know. He's he just laid back and cool, and and uh, he, he got his hands dirty when he busted out that shotgun and that giant pistol of his Magnum. Whatever that hand cannon he carried around, that it was just sick, man. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I, shoot, Dutch is definitely there. One of my um, character that I want to say that I kind of, I want to say idolize is he's probably not the best person to idolize. Not even a lie, but there was a show called um, Tenjo Tengi. Um, oh, you talking about? Uh, uh, you talking about Bob? Yeah, you talking about Bob? Oh man. Yeah, I remember watching that show. He was like, you know, he was. Oh, he was like dancing his character, psych, you know, right hand man, yeah. and he ain't play no game. Oh man, you know, I'm so happy you said that. I I don't meet many people who've seen that anime. I love that anime so much, man. That was a good anime. The manga series was even. It was good. It was definitely for adults. It was a little bit, you know, I was young because this oh. was back in 2004. I was no more. I oh. you not. Probably in the fifth grade. Yeah, it was it was a wow. Yeah, man. The moment you said Tinto Tenge, I was like Bob, Bob. (laughs) Hey, automatically, (laughs) you see, like Bob was one of those characters that I actually enjoy pretty much on his own. You know, for the most part, because he was like he was one of those. He was chill, laid back. You know, he had a friend, and but he can Bob can even handle his own when it comes to a fist fight. They did have get beat up at one point. But then, you know, they train, as always, you know, once you get beat up, you train, you oh, come yeah. back, you come back stronger. I actually enjoyed the main character, his best friend, but, you know, so we're talking about, you know, dark skin. Oh, character. yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> it's surprising, uh, I'm surprised that you actually knew that. Not a lot of people knew about that show. This is like. Oh, yeah. That show is so, like, the, the opening sequence where Bob is breakdancing is my favorite part. I thought my favorite <laughs> opening. And. Just yeah. let me say that I have to look it back up again, cause yeah, he, he was breakdancing in the opening sequence, of, and I'd never skipped it. There's I think some other them were breakdancing. When I think about it, actually, that might be the case. Yeah, I, I re- uh, were they all breakdancing? Yeah, they all was dancing in that one. I remember now. It was a catchy oh. opening. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I gotta go back and watch it too, but I I remember vividly. That when he got the bob, he just starts spinning on his back and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, oh, I was going. Oh, oh, one thing on Tenjo Tenje before I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but yeah, I feel like though the one thing that um, got me with the anime is both good and bad was that most of it, like you got four or five episodes of, of stuff happening in the present, and then the rest of it was just one massive flashback and then they try to wrap up the series in two uh episodes at the end and uh that did suck which i agree with you on that one i remember him doing that i'm like 
I don't understand why they keep doing this. And sadly, it didn't get like a second season or anything like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I so, think like, if, if it want to come back out, it probably could and do pretty good because today's age group they like to see the fighting. And so thinking about how My Hero Academia is doing, yeah. you know, Dragon Ball Super is still alive and kicking. You know, maybe I felt like that show was a little too much ahead of its time. Back then. Yeah, most Because now, because yeah. back then it did show a lot of fan service, how fan service wasn't as much as it is now. So I feel like now it would probably have a better chance of doing it. But my my last character, he is since I called him Piccolo, the honorary black guy. Um, Piccolo is somebody because everybody agreed that Piccolo, you know, is no no doubt black, even though he's green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's no question. <laughs> there's no question that we're saying Piccolo is black. We don't know why. It's just his whole attitude, his whole demeanor is yeah, yeah, that's is someone that we consider to be, you know, black. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know my. I brought my sister on to my podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, we're talking about black anime characters. And the first person she said was Piccolo. I said, "But Piccolo's green." It's like, "Come on now, you know he's black." Hey, look, <laughs> look, my parents are like, uh, so I remember like we were working, and they were like, came up one question, true or not, uh, true or false, Piccolo's black. I'm like, true, there ain't no, and not even a question. No hesitation. No hesitation. You don't, you don't question that. It's just because. He is his whole persona now. I feel bad for Piccolo in the series because he's not getting any stronger, you know. But you know, he did. Yeah. But I have to give it to him. He's a great father figure, even though, you know, Goku's like a deadbeat dad. I love Goku with all my heart, but Goku cannot raise a kid. He's always ready to no. fighting, and so and Piccolo is one of those people who stepped in and raised, you know, Gohan. I feel bad for Goten because technically he didn't get that same, you know, relationship how Piccolo got it. Yeah. He don't have. He doesn't have a father. <laughs> yeah, he really don't have a father. And then you know, Piccolo be babysitting. You know, Gohan daughter. So that's like granddad Piccolo. You know. Yeah, man. Oh, a uh, quick question. Uh, yeah. Do you watch like the Team Four Star um, uh, reboot of, or not reboot, but you know the the parody of Dragon Ball Z? Is that the you talk about like Dragon Ball Z a bridge or? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they just came out with a new episode after a year, uh, like a day ago. They did? Oh, and, and it just it brought that up because of the fact that the whole time they're joking about how Goku's a terrible father and letting Gohan get killed by a cell or get beat up by cell and stuff. Yeah. So it just brought that to mind. But I was like, oh, yeah, after a whole year, they launched another episode. So we got to wait another year. But just <laughs> side, side thing, it just came to mind. But, yeah, man. That's crazy. Um, so the next topic, well, not moving on topic, still talking about like dark skin characters. Um, as you know, time go on and now everything's starting to be a little bit more, you know, political correct. Can you see more, you know, characters of different races being added into anime? Like, I would say yes for me personally because I can see see the change. Like I said before, in the very beginning, it was like maybe one or two, but like something like Naruto was bringing a whole village out. Of you know, yeah. of dark skin character, which was really cool in my eyes because you know, oh, yeah, still on the top. Itachi is my favorite character, but you know, seeing characters that I can actually relate to is even better, you know. Oh, most definitely. Like for me, 
like Jiraiya was always my favorite character because all the, you know, he was just this fell teacher so many times over, but he kept going and stuff. But yeah, just when they when they busted out the the village hidden in the cloud or, or whatever, it's yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, they they got a they got a village of brothers out there. <laughs> I, I didn't even know these guys existed. Yeah, which is true. I mean, even though they kind of made it a little stereotypical with the rapping of Killer B. Oh yeah, I don't know what that was, man. Like, I'm gonna forgive them for that because you know they got us a whole dozen. Not everybody was rapping; it was just him, you know. Yeah, so he's just like the eccentric one, but yeah, I, I feel you on that. But in terms of like uh, seeing more races, like besides, are you talking about like besides dark dark skin characters, like yeah, just other races? Like pretty much, we're gonna have like a mix of Japanese, and then they're gonna add the Indians and Chinese and. All, all those, you know, different races in an anime. Because I know most of the time, it's just either technically they're Japanese, but we don't really think they're Japanese, but we'd be forgetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But uh, yes, because um, the the main the main reason, or there's two reasons. One is globalization. The world is becoming one, you know, like with yeah. the internet, connected everybody together. So therefore... Um, let's say back in the 90s, I guess, um, we really weren't at that point, but like 2018 and beyond, mm-hmm. you know, we're globalizing more. Uh, it's easier than ever to travel to other nations and, and experience other cultures and stuff. And then uh, number two is anime is becoming more mainstream. Yeah. Um, before, you know, it was uncool to say you're an anime fan. You go, you be the nerd, you know, basically nerds like anime. Yeah. Back you and I were in high school and middle school yeah. and all that. I on for like an anime. So I used to have to lie, but like, nah, I don't, I don't watch that. What are we talking about? You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but nowadays, like with my, I have a younger sister mm-hmm. and she's in high school stuff. And um, it's, you know, it's cool. It, it's cool to say that you like anime. I have kids that I teach um, and they, uh, it's uh, on, on Sundays. I have kids that I teach, and they tell me that it's cool. Like they're, they're we're talking about anime stuff, so it's cool now. Plus, if you go to the theaters, yeah. you know that there's more and more anime in the theaters. Yeah, that's. And what I noticed that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And any you go and you have something in the theaters, it's more mainstream because everybody can see it. So that means uh, even people who really aren't interested. Um, like I know, there's a lot of big uh, movie reviewers yeah. on um, YouTube, like Chris Stuckman and other guys like that, who like chiefly review uh, just uh, just regular cinema stuff, like whatever comes out in the theaters. And because anime is becoming more mainstream, they also start to review the anime movies that come out as well. I think, and uh, so, yeah, so yeah, man, that's so most definitely. Um, they, I do see a lot now that the world is globalizing and stuff mm-hmm. um, and that anime's become more mainstream. They're going to start uh, bringing in or representing more characters and races and stuff yeah. to appeal to other people. Yeah, I definitely. And to harp on the movie, like I definitely noticed the movie thing starting to be a little more popular because before I couldn't even remember, let, even tell you if there was an anime movie back then ever showing on, you know, in a movie theater alone, you know, most of the time you would have to go to like a comic con or, you know, anime expo and stuff like that to even get a chance to watch it. 
now you know you got like my hero academia um coming out and I ain't gonna lie. So I waited around just a little bit. I didn't think pre-sale tickets would do as well as it did. But the show, like the first show, is completely sold out. And I was oh, like, that- are you kidding me? I like, the only shows that I would have ever thought could probably sold out like that was Naruto and, you know, Dragon Ball Z, of course. But yeah. now My Hero Academia, which came out the blue, decided now... The first night alone is already sold out. And it's, it's, and it's showing that the growth of, you know, the next generation of the anime is definitely it's getting bigger and bigger. Too Soon now I have to fight these kids just to get tickets just to see something that I started way back in when I was young. I'm like, hey, you guys wasn't even born when anime came, like, you know, before, you know, anime became popular. All, a lot of us had to be in the, you know, kind of like underground kind of sort of... <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, and, um, and also one thing I didn't mention was like you also have big name celebrities like Michael B. Jordan who played um, Killmonger in uh, Black Panther. He yeah. came out and was like, yeah, I like anime, and people start freaking out. I was like, what? Michael B. Jordan likes anime? He's like, why, why not? Why can't he like anime? Was- and then I think like Chris or, or Kim Kardashian or one of the Kardashians came out and said they watched anime, so her fans went crazy over it for a while. So, you know, now you got celebrities coming out too. So it's like, oh, this is cool. So, yeah, It's funny man. that you said that because I was going, like, I was going to roll into the next thing about, you know, anime and music now. There's a lot of, the new artists now are mentioning certain animes in their songs. And I'm like, yeah. oh, and I can relate to it. I'm like, whoa, they watch this too? And, you know, like, you know, rest in peace, you know, the late XX Satoshi. I know he was a Naruto fan and so because you know yeah his cover art was like Naruto I think he was wearing a Koski uniform one of them if I can remember uh. all I know is like you know he's a, he was more and more rappers and kids coming out are have anime influence and you might hear more and more nowadays of reference of anime and it's kind of cool because yeah. I can relate to them like wow I know exactly what show he's talking about you know Yeah, and like, um, you know, back when uh, there's been a long battle with people or adults accepting the fact that there are cartoons that can be, you know, created for adults. Yeah. Always been for children. Always. At least in the minds of, you know, a lot of older adults. You and I have grown up and we realize, you know, having anime, uh, Adult Swim and, you know, other uh, channels. Uh, we realize that cartoons are most definitely not just for children. You no. try to show Neon Genesis Evangelion that that last movie—I forgot what the name is—that movie will mess a child up for life. So, <laughs> you know? yeah, or you can't even show Inuyasha, even though Inuyasha isn't as bad as that one. I mean, Inuyasha definitely had dealt with demons, and you know, pretty much the demon yeah, had so... like a lot of stuff, booze and everything, gore, blood. It was a lot. Yeah, but so now that you and I are, you know, growing up and stuff, like people our age, we're having kids. And now that we're, we're passing down, um, you know, the knowledge that kids, you know, anime, uh, it's cool to like anime. It isn't just for kids. Um, it can be for adults and stuff. And now that we're adults, we have that knowledge. So um, now it's becoming more mainstream and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we're passing on the knowledge that uh, – 
it, anime could be for anybody. It, yeah. Of course, you have your, your more, I don't know, kitty or kid friendly shows like Sergeant Frog. Uh, but then you have a more uh, mature anime like Death Note. So, and we recognize that fact. We don't just go like, nah, it's cartoons, it's for kids. No, you and I know because we've been watching our whole life, our whole childhood. Yeah. We understand that. So, if we ever have children, which I have no intention of doing, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we would pass that on to them. And a lot of our, you know, classmates, we're old enough to have kids, um, have passed that on to their kids. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, that brought to me about, you know, um, anime finally being, you know, having adult anime and stuff like that. Because that is true. I look at anime more as like for, you know, kids to transition to teenager, transition to adulthood, because you don't expect to keep watching the same kitty cartoon shows growing up. That's oh, yeah. why they made like, think about it, they made Adult Swim and Family Guy, well, not Adult Swim, but you know, Family Guy and uh, yeah. American Dad cartoons for adults with adult sense humor. So yeah. it's crazy how they can try to judge, you know, back then you know, anime, but yet they have Family Guy and American exactly. Dad. But yeah. but you look at anime just because anime is a little more vulgar, I would say. Just a little bit. <laughs> more, more sexualized, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely more sexualized. Um, that it's a bad thing. But now, now that we look at it, today's age group, it's a good thing now. And yeah. pretty much, I know when I have kids, if I have one or two, I'm introducing the anime. If they don't like it, that's fine because it's gonna be yeah. that's that's okay with me. But if they like it, hey, then hey, you know I got a whole collection of shows that you're gonna watch. And so you said, son, you are set. Just it's like if you go down this rabbit hole, you're never coming back. So you need to real think real hard about how you answer this question. Yeah, I'm like, Do look, you like I'm gonna give them like a little button. The red button is. You know, except the anime, the blue button is never turning back to not yeah. watch anime. Cause once you, I kid you not, once I accept watching anime, and I found out there's worlds and tons of anime, that was it for me. Like, oh yeah, right oh now, yeah. <laughs> like my last podcast, I'm I I talked about you know sports anime, and I felt like this is pretty good because this is almost like every sport have a certain anime. That say somebody who do sport can watch it. Like I'm watching uh, Haiku, Haiku. I can't say anything, but it was. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I'm on the second season now, uh, and I just started it two days ago. Dang man, uh, how many episodes? First like, season. The first season had 25. The second half another 25. I'm just saying, I'm just flying through it because it's a really good show, and I'm and I'm the type of person who's mad that I haven't started when it first started. But I'm kind of glad that I didn't because then I could binge watch it and you exactly. know, don't have to worry about the next week episode because, oh, it's already out. So it's like a win-win situation there for the most part, and I really do enjoy it. Yeah. But so but my next topic I want to talk about, and you have talked about it um, briefly. I believe it's like, you know, correct me when I'm saying it wrong, it's like the elite status of those people who think they're elite compared to someone like me who's I would consider myself still a noob because I don't consider myself a you know a master of anime I just consider myself someone who's just enjoyed talking about it so how do you how do you the, feel about oh how, go ahead I'm sorry go ahead no I was gonna ask like so how do you feel about people classifying themselves as 
you know, elite and they know everything and whatever they say is kind of golden. He's like, as you can see with some of the people on the YouTube channel, it's just some, not a lot, but some. Um, yeah, so so um, I did a podcast on it called Anime Elitist versus Anime Normies. And um, it's pretty t- pretty much what I was talking about was how you everybody hates those guys, the, the anime elites, the guys who watch every obscure anime. They can't even pronounce the name correctly and stuff. And if, you know what? They can because they took the time to learn Japanese or at least the pronunciation. They, they took the time to learn the voice actors and the composer and this and that, the studio, and they can recite, Very you know, true. every single line from every, like, at 10 minutes in, like, Yagami said this. Why don't you know that? You know, Eric and douchebags. But at the same time, there's a second side to the argument because every single profession, every single hobby, every single whatever has elitists. If you're in the cards, you have yeah. car snobs, right? If you're yeah. you're in the food, you have food, you know, crit- critics or whatever. And it seems that every single hobby and profession accepts they they accept their elitists, mm-hmm. but the anime community do not. And I think it's because that in our community, elitists are douchebags for the most part. I um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> But but you have those who are I'd say overwhelm overwhelming a majority of them are douchebags and be like well let me you know lord it over you that I know I've seen five hundred series and I don't just watch Naruto and Bleach I've watched you know all the obscure stuff that you've never heard of and then you have the guys who watch all that stuff and then like they share it and spread their knowledge and stuff like that so. Um, when I think of anime elitists versus anime normies, um, you know, just people who watch it casually, there's nothing wrong with doing something casually. If you yeah. worked on your car every weekend because it's a casual thing to do and you enjoy going to car shows, you should not be, you know, talk. People should not be able to talk about you and look down on you for just, you know, working on your car casually. That's it's just a hobby, right? So, yeah. why? Why do we talk crap about people who watch anime every once in a while or people who just jump on bandwagons? That's another thing um, anime leaders like to do. They like to brag or talk down on people who's like, oh, well, I guess My Hero Academia is the new bandwagon anime. Look at all the people jumping in. Mm-hmm. Or they'll talk down about like all the, um, I think it was Kim Kardashian, but let's just say it was her. All the Kim Kardashian fans who are like, Oh, we're anime fans too, only because Kim is, you know? Yeah. You know. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, it's crazy. You know, I look at any um, publicity anime can get that is good, it's always good. You know, so if Kim Kardashian said that she liked it, and now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everybody else started liking it, that's fine with me. I'm not going to start harping and be like, oh, I was there first and I seen this first. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm the type of person. So I told my friends, cause you know, Promise Neverland is about to have an anime, and I'm and I tell them, hey guys, look, there's a show. I'm I'm telling you guys, it's amazing. You know, watch this because you're gonna want to you're gonna want to once this anime come out. Hopefully the anime is good because I feel like the anime is gonna be good. But you know, watch it. You know, I want you guys to you know, look at it before the anime come out because you could probably enjoy. You know, 
instead of having somebody or listening to somebody off of YouTube who like, oh, you know, I've been watching this series way back then and kind of try to belittle people from not watching it or, you know, or from reading the thing because they have, I don't know, sometimes elitists can sometimes just be like they know it all and whatever they say goes. And, you know, I don't feel like, you know, I don't think they mean any harm, but sometimes the way they come off, it's like, yeah, you guys come to me to find out all the information, what's going on to the show. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I ain't gonna lie. You know, I'm kind of like, I go listen to some of them just to see the news update because sometimes it's hard for me to find some of the information that they get. And But at the same time, it kind of deterred me from listening to them because most of the time, like, you remember the, the podcast that we did? you know, with Animanga Nation about how they having beef with somebody. I'm like, you know, I understand everybody's going to have their differences and so, but I don't want to be like, you know, the anime community become like the next real housewife uh, <laughs> or something like that. Like, we're arguing because somebody calls you this name or somebody talking bad about you. Look, I learned in life that people's always going to talk bad about me regardless of whatever I do. So I'm not going to worry about it giving any type of attention. To me, if you're talking about anime, who cares what Joe Smo is talking about your podcast yeah. for? As long as you have fans who's committed to your own and you're committed to what you're doing, let them talk. At the end of the day, it's just going to, you know, water under the bridge because they're going to realize, well, dang, he's not responding to me. This ain't no fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. and you know what, though? I feel like... It's really popular, you know, to really just look down on anime leads and stuff. But I feel like we can gain something from people who take the time to watch, uh, you know, hundreds of anime, who take the time to learn Japanese culture, who take the time to understand the context of anime, because they can educate people who aren't taking that time, who aren't, you know, taking it to that extreme. And, uh, you know, this sounds bad, but um, like if you have a food critic. Yeah. Before you go to a restaurant, you're going to listen to what he has to say because, number one, he has knowledge. He's been <laughs> eating true. food you know, for, for years on end, right? So, I mean, like, he, he, his palate is very well defined. He has knowledge that norm, just people who don't take it to his level won't have. Yeah. And he has the time and, and, and you know, like, he has a, the know-how. So why can't – I feel like – you should be able to respect the fact that someone has accumulated and taken the time to, you know, build that and stuff. But at the same time, it, it sucks when those type of people look down on everybody else. Yeah. Because so it has to be like a, you have to, there has to be respect on both sides. People, and I don't like the term elitist or normie or whatever. It's just your anime fans, whatever. And some people are more hardcore than others. Um, I feel like I'm a normal person. Really take it to another level who watch all these series and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, if they want to spread that knowledge with people, they should do so in a way that's uh, humble. You know you know more than everybody else or a lot of people. Yeah. But you should do so in a humble way where you're not being a douchebag. And at the same time, um, a lot of people who are, I guess you want to call them normies or whatever, people who watch it casually – shouldn't come in to conversations like they know it all. It's like, yeah, man, I watched five anime. I know everything, you know? And then, so there should be a, a balance between between the two. Like, everyone should know, I respect this guy for his knowledge, but at the same time, and, and if I don't have enough knowledge, I shouldn't pretend like I have more than 
I actually do. Yeah. Uh, and then you got to respect people who just don't want to watch it at that level. Maybe uh, they're living busy lives or something. Maybe they have other hobbies. Why, why do they have to take it to the same level, you know? Very so, yeah, I'm I, uh, making sense, you know? That's true. You know, I, I never really looked at it that way. You're right. You know, it is us that we have a problem with the elitists and... <laughs> You know the and you know it's true. I never look at it that way with the food critic because you know I do read food critic comic about yeah. you know certain restaurants like oh well this place say this is bad so we shouldn't even try this place because it's nasty. Exactly. And, and like in like what movies, just mainstream movies you find in the theaters, you go online, you go to a YouTuber and you listen to his advice because he's watched so many movies. He knows when a movie's bad, yeah. and he'll be like, I won't tell you not to go to this, but from my vast knowledge of all the movies I've ever seen, um, this for these 10 reasons, this is not a good movie. And then you can really, you know, you can respect his knowledge and, you know, go base your own opinion on whether you want to see it or not. But you got you to respect the fact that maybe this anime really sucks if yeah. the anime, you know, like on YouTube, and the anime man says uh, anime sucks. That guy has probably seen thousands of anime, but you got to respect that um, that he has a knowledge that most people don't, and he can recognize when something's good or bad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that, true. That's, true. that's my uh, particular take on that. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, so my last topic. I know I didn't tell you about this one, but I just thought about it. Is you know. Comic and anime or manga, you know, a lot of people are like saying torn between the two. They say, oh, well, manga get their ideas from, you know, the comic book and comic get their idea from manga. Do you feel like those two are like competing or there's just, to me, I, I think it's crazy that people will compare those two. I think they're two different, two different, you know, genres and should be treated as such. Yeah. But you're talking about like Western comic books, like yeah. Batman, Superman, that kind of stuff yeah, compared yeah, Batman, to Batman, Superman, like Attack on Titan manga or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, pretty much like Japanese type manga, and then our Western comic books with like Spider Man. You know, all our superheroes that we come to know and love. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't see any comparison. Um, I mean, I know it's the same type of medium. Where you draw on a piece of paper and you, you know, read it in comic book style, I guess. But I, I don't see any sort of um, uh, competition, yeah. uh, as in like I gotta do better than them. In fact, I gotta say, if anyone's gonna compete with anybody, it'd be the West competing with the East, because manga. Uh, it, if you had to say one was better than the other, it really comes down to personal preference. Yeah. But it seems like the Japanese. Um, I have really mastered this craft of creating manga. In fact, they've mastered it to the point that many of the manga that are created, or at least a good number of them, are get their anime adaptations. And you can't say that for every, you know, yeah. uh, Western comic book. You know, we, we try, but it's just, you know, it's manga is a way of life over there. Uh, anime is, is like, I mean, it's it's part of the uh, society, but not as much with our comic books over here. Uh, but I, I wouldn't compare them at all. Yeah, I wouldn't compare. That's why I was telling my friends I wouldn't have compared them either. 
because yeah. they're like two different things, you know. This, you know, the comic book heroes that we got, these are like based on our stuff that we see in America, you know. And this, and then far as for the Japanese manga is what they see in their culture, and they really truly adapted, kind of like how we truly adapt our comic books to our culture. Yeah. We got movies based off of comic book heroes, and so that do really well. Where you know the manga, they they add up well in anime, but they don't add up well in you know movies, as you can see. So they each have their own strength and weakness. First, exactly, yeah. See, the West has perfected live-action movies, yeah. and the Japanese have perfected animation. <laughs> and you've seen that we, over in the West, we have a lot of animation flops, <laughs> and and the Japanese have a lot of live-action flops. Oh, a lot. So yeah, we Some do. Some of them be really bad. <laughs> yeah, so we do have our series of weaknesses. Really shouldn't like um, or whoever you know. We really shouldn't think about you know uh, this as a competition because it's not like all right, we're both equally good at animation. So you know, let's now we got to compare the two. It, they're two completely different things. Very you know? true. Like during your time in Japan, uh, I think you were saying that they showed like anime movies uh, in the theaters all the yeah, time. All the time they show anime movies in the theater, which was. Which yeah. to me that was cool. If I really truly understand Japanese, you best to believe I would have been there almost every single week watching some type of Japanese movie. And then uh, over here, every single week we have, you know, the big live action Avengers or Justice League or whatever. I don't really watch so many movies nowadays, yeah. but uh, but you you know what I mean. It's like over there is normal for them. Basically, what they've perfected and what they're good at, you know, dominates the, the mainstream stuff over there. What we don't consider to be mainstream over here is probably mainstream over there. Yeah. Um, and, and, Just like that's like uh, certain animes. Certain animes that do really well on the West don't really do really well on, on their side of town. You know, it's just yeah. everybody have their own niche, you know. It's, and, it's, yeah. and I think it partly do with how we all were raised. So certain anime that everybody find really doing really well here don't really do really well there is because maybe that anime don't really touch on stuff that they're dealing with compared to what Americans are dealing with or can relate to. Yeah, you know what? Good example is Samurai Champloo, Cowboy Bebop. Why do you think those anime were so uh, was so big over here? Soundtrack, blues and jazz is huge in America. Very true. Uh, Hip hop. Is huge in America. So why do you think when you come out with an anime with a blues, jazz, and hip hop soundtrack is blowing up in the West? I don't know how popular it is over in Japan. Yeah. But you get what I mean though, is because we relate to it. If we can't really if it's some obscure anime with a bunch of Japanese humor that we don't understand, then we're not gonna, you know, that's not gonna be a big thing over here. It's just like, uh, uh, I don't get that joke, yeah. but I bet to a Japanese person that'd probably be the most hilarious thing in the world, you know. Yeah, so like, what you don't understand it? This is funny, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, grow up a certain way. So yeah, which I so, yeah. agree with you. It all depends on you know how you're raised and all. Like what's so funny in the humor type structure? Because some humor is funny for us, which is not funny for them, and then vice versa. So. I agree with you on that part with that much. But, you know, 
I appreciate, you know, this is, that's all I really had to talk about. You know, I really appreciate you being on my hundred, you know, episode podcast. I know, I, I know I hit you up way earlier before talking about it was coming up. I was excited for it. And I really oh, had yeah, a blast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm on my 85th, I think. So you know I'm gonna be hitting you up in 15 episodes. So. <laughs> Definitely, I know I know you about to come up. Uh, you know, surprisingly, I'm surprised you haven't hit 100 yet. Too, truthfully, I thought you would have been hit it before me. <laughs> well, I, I try to to keep on the schedule. I try to go Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But just man, I, I run my own writing business, and yeah. sometimes. Just get slammed from day from sun up to sundown, just with dealing with clients and writing articles and blogs and all that kind of stuff. And I just don't have the time. Um, so I try to keep to that so my listeners be like, okay, we turn on, you know, we, we turn on podcasts, it'll be there on Monday at whatever time. And um, it's just not I'm trying to I'm trying to get there though. So oh, but Good man. I mean, you keep up the good work, man. You're doing really good. I like, like I said, I'm still trying to get the whole intro going on like you. Oh I'm like, yeah. I'm like, man, this man really making it official. He trying to tell me, hey, yo, anime now, you need to step your game up. Look what I'm doing. <laughs> I got it this way, man. I've been writing anime reviews for years, so now being able to, you know, and I never had enough time to really edit videos and stuff. Yeah. So this was. Medium for me to do this, so I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it all in. I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all out trying to make it the best uh, presentation that I possibly can. Yeah, and you're doing a great job. I just wanted to let you know, and you keep it up, you know. <laughs> yeah. know. Oh, and by the way, man, I got some beats. Uh, I I meant to get get back to you. I I uh, I talked to this guy on YouTube. Uh-huh. Hundred. And he said I can use it as long as I shout them out. So I'll, uh, you know, same thing for you. So I'll, uh, we'll get, we'll get together on that. And uh, I got some beats I can send you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll be on the lookout for that. Style beats, you know, it's pretty dope. Definitely, definitely. I will, I will definitely gladly take that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'll send you his YouTube video uh, or channel, and I'll show you how to, you know, connect with him and all that. And he's like, yeah, it's cool as long as it's a podcast and. Not a YouTube video and all that kind of stuff, and but yeah, we'll, we'll get together. We'll get together on that. All right, man, definitely. I'll be uh, looking out for that. Um, so fans, you know, this is your host, Anime Nerd, and all right, this is Batman Live two thousand two. All right, man, you guys. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this podcast. Be on the lookout. You know, peace. All right, all right. Take uh, take care, man. Take care. Peace man. out. I'll hit you up later. All right. All right. All right.